Welcome to the Minutes of Faith podcast, where we dive into Scripture and explore amazing things God is doing today. Our aim is for you to receive encouragement and God's direction for you in today's world. Here's your host and author of her latest book, Praying for America and the Army of God, Debbie Jansen. Thank you, Ken. Today is day six in season five of And we're talking about calming America's storms. My scripture verse comes from Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And that's Galatians 6, 7 through 10. I've spent the last five podcasts concentrating on your feelings about the storms we face. I've said we shouldn't be anxious or afraid. We need to prepare, but not out of fear. We need to find happiness, but not out of laziness. We need hope, but not because everything is right in our world. We need to see the sun, even if it feels like winter. Now it's time to spend the next 14 podcasts on how to actually prepare, help, and change our country. After all, we don't want to be like the cows I discussed in episode 4 and just wander around in a blizzard until we finally freeze to death. We want to be successful during this storm or any other that comes along. Now, prayer is going to prepare you for the will of God in your life. But unfortunately, you will never be successful with God's will unless prayer turns into an action verb. Not only do we need to pray, but we have to be motivated to get up and actually work. Talking about the problem will never get the job done. Believing that it will be done will not move the project down the road. We have to actually get up and work to see progress. A father tried to read a long technical magazine article dealing with a work issue. He became frustrated with his son and his son's noisy interruptions. So he looked around the room for something that would keep his son quiet and engaged. Finally, he tore the back cover off the magazine he was reading because it contained a large map of the world. The dad cut it into bits and made a difficult jigsaw puzzle. Randy, come here. I've made a puzzle for you. Put the map of the world together. And he handed him all the pieces. Well, dad returned to his reading, sure that his son would be engaged for hours. But in a very short time, he heard the boy approach. Hey, Dad, I finished. Here it is. Dad peered over his magazine at the perfectly finished piece. How did you do it so quickly? Randy grinned. Well, I figured out there was a picture of a man on the other side. 
So I put the man together and then found that the world was also done perfectly. <laughs> Smart kid. Like this illustration, the key to slowing or eliminating our country's storms is to put the man together. As long as the men and women of this country are drowning in disorder, the world will be in chaos. But when more men and women unify their lives, of course, around obedience to Christ, we will begin to have an adequate basis for a better, more peaceful, and prosperous country. Sounds good, doesn't it? But how do you do that? Well, let's go back to our verse for six important points. Number one, God cannot be mocked. Think of how many people you know or pastors you have heard that believe they can ignore scriptures in the Bible and still receive heaven as a reward. This scripture and many others tell us that God is in control. He makes the rules, and if you don't follow those rules, you don't make heaven. That's not me talking, that's the Bible talking. It's foolish to ignore that fact. In Matthew fourteen thirteen through 15, Jesus said, And I will do whatsoever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. But here's the kicker. This is the last piece. If you love me, keep my commands. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's the hard part. In the first part of Matthew 14, Jesus talks a lot about heaven and the fact that the Father is within him and has given him great power. Then in verse 13, Jesus repeats that our prayers will be answered. But in verse 15, he lays out the terms of how those prayers get answered. If you love me, keep my commands. You don't get to design, modify, change, or eliminate any of those commands. They're his commands, and you have to obey in order to win the prize. If you want his love, and we all do, then you must love him back by keeping his commandments. Number two, a man reaps what he sows. We could talk about this one for hours and hours, maybe even days. But today, I'm just going to say that even if you love Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, consequences for your actions will still have to be paid. If you become a Christian, Jesus has paid the price for heaven. Being a Christian, you get to go to heaven. But no matter what you have done in the past, you will be forgiven. But here's the kicker. You can't go back to the past. You have to clean up your life. You have to do better. You have to love Jesus by following his commands. And if you love him, and if you obey his command, then you will go to heaven. The problem for some people is that they want God to cause an abrupt abrupt about face in the trajectory of their life. And that doesn't just happen. 
the consequences for your past sin will continue in most cases. What you sow, you will reap. When I met Uncle Frank, he was a wonderful, sweet man. Unfortunately, he had been a drunk, abusive man until he gave his heart to God. Most of his life was lived in sin. His children turned out just like him. When we met him, he was a kind, loving, and wonderful Christian man. But his sorrow was that he became a Christian in his 40s and couldn't help his adult children change their lives. The sin he planted caused his children to lose out on God and it broke his heart. While God may be able to change your life for the better and give you the hope and the promise of heaven, a man or woman will reap what they sow before that point. Number three, if you sow to please your selfish desires, you will reap destruction. That's pretty plain. If all you're concerned about is yourself and doing what you want to do, you will never enjoy the rich life filled with goodness and love that Christians have. Number four, when you sow to please the Spirit, you will reap eternal life. Like number three, it's pretty plain. If you put your will aside and you instead follow the commandments of Jesus and put God first in your life, you will win the prize. Your life here on earth will be better and you get to go to heaven with jewels in your crown. How cool is that? Number five, hard work reaps a plentiful harvest. I love verse 9 in our scripture that says, Let us not become weary in doing good. Now that's a necessary command for most of us. It's terribly hard to keep doing the right thing when so many people around you are doing the wrong stuff. And it gets even harder when it seems those doing wrong are succeeding, even if it's just for the moment. Jesus is saying, don't give up. Keep going, and not only will you be better, but you just might reap the harvest of more souls for God. And finally, number six, we win the harvest. What are you working for? I hate regrets. I hate looking back on my life and seeing times when I messed up or when I just wasted my time. But I do enjoy looking back at times when I did the hard stuff. If I went the extra mile or did something good for another person, I feel joy. If I witnessed or helped a weary Christian, I'm awarded peace and contentment because I know I did the right thing. So what are you working for? Make sure that you are working for to progress God and Jesus and His commandments. How can we calm America's storms? We must be better people. We must strive to love Jesus so much that we willingly and lovingly and happily keep his commandments. I can hear you saying, but Debbie, America's burning down now. We don't have 40 years to walk around spreading peace and love. We need drastic answers now. Yep, you're right. 
But what could be more drastic than telling a lost person to join you in the greatest adventure of his life? He can join us as we follow God in the greatest adventure of our times. We are going to change the world with the Word of God. Is there more to do? Absolutely. We can't sit on the side of the road and wait on God for everything, but acknowledging these six points we've talked about will start a revival and fire that will come to this nation with lightning bolts of power. So let me say this again. Do not be anxious. Do not be afraid. And do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we live in a world and country of chaos and lies. We need your help to lead us and guide us as we make a difference for you. Give us wisdom and help us to know how to discover the unique ways you want each of us to work for you. Some of us may choose to pray for and change the political system. Some of us may feel that you want us to work in our church. Some of us may choose to use conversations in the social media world to lead others to you. And some of us may spend days on our knees or weeks studying your word. Whatever the task is, help us to do it with power and with joy. In the name of Jesus, we ask you to bring revival to America and the world. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Before you go, I want to encourage you to go to DebbieJansen.com and take a look at the resources we have there. I am currently updating Scriptures Against Abuse, which is a book that takes anyone who feels like they're suffering abuse through over 150 scriptures in the Bible that says abuse is not right. That is not part of what God wants for us. I'm also updating Discipline Exposed, Surviving Fried Worms and Flying Mud Balls. Parents out there, I'm going to teach you how to easily bring discipline into your life and get rid of the chaos in your house. I also have season one from Minutes of Faith that you can go back and read. I've double-spaced it, left it in the script form, so you can add what you want to add to it and pass it on to a friend. I've heard a lot of people say that it started good conversations and kept things going. I also have scripture, um, Praying for America and the Army of God. And as we go through Minutes of Faith, I talk to you a lot about don't be anxious, don't be afraid. Well, Praying for America and the Army of God takes you through an entire process of helping your own life, but also teaching you to pray for for a lot of different areas in our country that need prayer, and maybe you have not thought about praying for them. Now, most of these resources can be found on Amazon as well on my website, but I'll give you a little um, side point. They're usually cheaper on my website. So go to DebbieJansen.com, get the resources you need. There's also music on there from my mother. I, so many people are requesting her song, 
I don't need to understand. I just need to hold his hand. It's probably because we have a life of chaos right now in America, and we see those storms coming, and I promise you, that song will help you. I also have a CD where she's singing it, and bless her heart, she prays for you on the CD. So go to debbiejansen.com, get you some resources and feel better about life. We're going to get through everything that's coming. I promise you. Thank you for being with me today and I'll see you next time on Minutes of Faith. If you're looking for more encouragement and guidance, claim your copy today of Praying for America and the Army of God by Debbie Jansen. It's available on Amazon.com or visit DebbieJansen.com. Get your copy today.